place to start over. Amen. And how many of you ever been to Lowe's to pick up something and they didn't have it? Hmm? You get kind of frustrated. Well, you're advertising it, but you don't have it. Well, we need to be who we advertise to be. Amen. Amen. We need to be the place. So I don't know. I don't know what you see or what you think when you see the plaque that says the place to start over. But this is what I see. I see restoration. This will be a house of restoration. Amen. This will be a place where people get a second chance. Amen. Hallelujah. This will be a place of new beginnings. Amen. A fresh start. A clean slate. A place where we can start over. Um, so with that said, I, I, I want to just speak to you this morning out of Ruth. If you got your Bibles, you can turn with me to the book of Ruth. And I'm going to just share that this with you this morning because if we ever lived in a day when people did what was right in their own eyes, we're living in that day today. And that's what this means at the beginning of this verse. It says, now it came to pass in, in Ruth 1, in verse 1, it says, now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled. And that's what that means. Uh, when, in the days when the judges ruled, it just simply means that when people did what was right in their own eyes. Uh, how many of you know that there's people who are sincere, who are sincere about their life with the Lord, but they're sincerely wrong? Hmm? You can be sincere and be sincerely wrong. But here's the, here's the thing that I want us to get to this morning. I, I, I want to go through this, and I want you to understand that um, we know how Naomi and her husband, Elimelech, and all them uh, wound up in there because of famine and different things. And then they come to this place to where, in verse 9, it says, And Naomi said to her two daughter-in-laws, Go and return. To your mother's house. This is after Malon and Chilion and uh, Elimelech. They had all passed away. They had all went back. But Ruth made a decision that she was going to do something different. She was going to come out of the place of Moab. Now you got to understand where Moab is. What Moab is. Moab is a place that was born. It's a nation that was born out of incest. All right. It was a place that had a a 10-generational curse on it, a 400-year curse on it. She was bound to that place. She had been born in that place, and it was impossible, seemed like, to come out of there. But she chose to walk out of a place that she was familiar with all of her life and come into a new place. Why? Because she heard that they had been, Naomi had heard that they was fresh bread in Bethlehem. How many of you know that if we're going to bring people into a place, we need to have fresh bread. We need to have substance. We need to have something that they can grasp a hold to, something that's going to sustain them for the journey that they're going on. We need to have a place that they can come and feel like home, a place that will love them, a place that will care for them, a place that will, that will meet their needs, amen, uh, a place that they can not only just get fed, but they can, they can uh, live um, a, a good life, a, a free life, amen, and Ruth left the place, now here's the thing about uh, 
and it says in Naomi's, um, go and return to your house. The Lord deal kindly with you as he has dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant that you may find rest, each one in the house of her husband. So she kissed them, and they lifted up their voices and wept. Now listen, crying's not enough, folks. I've seen people shed tears, but that's all right. Tears sometimes. Here's the thing. A lot of people want relief, but they don't really want deliverance. If we're going to be a place where people can get delivered, you know, people's got to want deliverance. But when they want deliverance, we've got to be a place that can, can administer and help them to get through deliverance. Amen? It says, then they lifted up their voices and wept again. And Oprah, Oprah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. Why? Because she had seen a, a hope of something. I don't know all the conversation between Naomi and Ruth and, and Orpah. I don't know the conversation that they had, but there was enough there. There was enough information that Ruth got that she was willing to leave everything that she knew. And here's the thing that, that we have to do as people, as people of God. I think that the church is going to have to shift their mindset on some things. We're going to have to think differently on this thing because a lot of times we want to forgive people of their sins as long as it, if it's in our category. But what about the people, listen to me. What about the homosexual? We don't want to talk about that a lot of times, but somebody's child is a homosexual. And we need to do whatever we can do to get them set free. We need to, them to understand that this is a place that they can start over, that they can get a brand new start, that they can get a, a, a brand new uh, relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and that we can work them past through that. Now listen to me. If, if, if any of us goes into a kitchen and begins to pull plates out, how many of you have been pulling plates trying to get ready and trying to have company over and, and begin to pull dishes out of your cabinet and all of a sudden the plate hits the floor? You don't leave it there, do you? Why? Because you know that if you leave it there, if you've got grandchildren, if you've got children, if you've got uh, anyone else that's going to be traveling in that area, there's a possibility that they're going to get hurt on that. And listen, as, if we're not willing to deal with broken people, other people are going to get hurt in the process. You're listening to me. A lot of people that don't have to get hurt in the process. But if we will learn to take those, there's always a risk when you're, when, when you're cleaning up those dishes and, and when you're cleaning up that glass off the floor, there's always a risk of getting cut or getting hurt. And when we're dealing with people, we've got to understand when we're dealing with broken people, there's always a possibility that we're going to get hurt. But that's just the thing. That's something that we do. We can fix that. We can go on past that. We can get past that, but how many multitudes of others are going to get hurt if we're not willing to stop and help and bring wholeness to their life? Amen? I'm willing to work with anybody who are willing to help themselves. I can't help you if you don't want help, but if you want help, we can help you. Amen? And we intend to help you. We intend on you being, I believe this is a year for a fresh start. I believe this is a, a year of renewing. 
I believe this is a year of the outpouring of the Spirit of God being renewed in each and every heart and life. I believe it's a year of revival. I believe it's a year of restoration. Just as Ruth came out of Moab and came into the place of Bethlehem, she went there and you know the story about how Boaz uh, saw her and brought her into his into his home and then when he he bought everything that was hers that was that was Malon's Chilean's and Elimelech's he paid the price for that hmm? but there's a backstory to this because we see Boaz as the redeemer kinsman but do we know how Boaz got there it was because there was restoration brought to this harlot named Rahab who wanted to make a new start. And when she made a new start, it was because of her that there was a Redeemer kinsman. You don't have no idea the impact that we can have on, the, on our children and on our grandchildren and for generations to come because we're willing to embrace people who are willing to make a new start. They're going to come in and they're not going to look like us. They're not going to act like us. But if we'll stay with them, just like Jeremiah saw the, the potter that was making something new on the wheel, God will take them, though they're marred and though they're mixed up in things, God will take them and then just pour His Spirit out upon them and put His hands around them and begin to shape them and mold them into a vessel of honor. That's the kind of God that we serve. That's the kind of church that we want to be. To restart, to renew, to refresh, to set up an atmosphere to where people can feel like that no matter what they've been through, no matter where they've been, they can hit restart. They can redo, they can renew, they can refill. I'm all for, you know, I, I appreciate all the programs that, that we have, the AA and the different things like that, but they're wrong. Because the Bible says, you know, you don't have to stand up every Sunday and say, I'm an alcoholic or I'm a drug addict or I'm a homosexual. Or I'm this or I'm that. You can stand up and say, I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. Because the God that we serve loves us just the way we are. But he loves us too much to leave us there. He will bring us out and bring us into a new place. He'll bring renewing to our lives. Ruth came out of a place of Moab. 
Everything that she had had been paid for with a price had been redeemed by Boaz. And the sad part of that is everything that Orpah had had been redeemed, but she never experienced the fruit of the redemption because she wasn't willing to leave her past. Go back and read it. It's in there. You never hear anything about Orpah after this. But you constantly hear of Ruth. Because why? She's in the lineage of Christ. See, God took somebody who is a harlot who is willing to restart and put her a lot of time a, a lot of the people that we would write off we have no idea what they could do for Jesus so we need to be open because there's a lot of people who are, you can't tell me that people are just sitting around wondering. And listen to me. Some of the people that's going to need to be restored are people that's hurt you. A lot of times it's a lot easier for us to restore somebody. If we don't have no personal ties with them. We can forgive them. But if somebody's done something to us. We can't restore them. How do you know this? Because, listen, about five years ago, I went through one of the most horrible situations in our family that I could ever go through. And I had a choice. I was going to get bitter or I was going to get better. I was going to pray for restoration or I was going to write them off. It's real easy to write people off. Hmm? Seems easier. But if you study the word, you'll find out that if we don't forgive, then we can't be forgiven. And I chose to get better instead of bitter. And I don't know about you, but I intend on this church living up to its name. An opportunity. Listen, I want the nobodies. I want the ones that everybody else don't want. I want to reach out to them. I want to see them lifted up. I want to see them restored because I believe with all of my heart that we're going to turn Florence County upside down. Because we will be known as a house and a place to start over. Let's all stand.
the impact of receiving people and allowing them to start over just as they received Ruth. The impact of that brought about a man by the name of Obed. Obed had a son by the name of Jesse. Jesse had a son by the name of David, the king. All of this goes all the way down. And it's because she was embraced when she went to make a new start. She was received. She was brought in. And she didn't spend all of her time. Don't listen. Don't despise the gleaning that you feel like it's your gleaning on the edges sometimes. Don't, don't despise that because if you read all this story, Ruth not only became, she was not just sitting on the corners of the field. She became owners of the field. Amen. God will bring us into the fullness of our inheritance if we'll follow him. Amen. Some of you here this morning, you may need a restart. You may need restoration. Restoration is work. Let me just tell you that. If you're open to restoration, we're willing to restore you. God doesn't throw people, God doesn't replace people. He restores people. Hmm? Listening to me? The gifts and the calling of God are without repentance. He wants to restore you. There's a mission that he has that he wants this church to fulfill. And we can't do it as individuals. We have to do it as the body of Christ. I need you. You need me. We need each other working together. And there's countless people who are not even in this room today that are in this area that needs restoration. They need a restart. They need that hope. And we are just the ones that can give it to them. Amen. So if you're here this morning, you need restoration, you need help, you need a restart, you need a clean slate, I want to invite you to the front. Come, let's pray. It's a brand new day. Somebody says, well, it's Sunday. No, it's not just Sunday. It's a brand new Sunday. We've never been in this Sunday before, and we're never going to be in this Sunday again. So we have a brand new opportunity today. Amen. And it was created just for you. Amen.